Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The holiday season is upon us. It's a taste for the holidays here at Rouse's, all Rouse's locations, on North Shore, South Shore, down on the bayou, wherever there's a Rouse's in Ponchatoula. We happen to be at one, we being T-Bob Bear myself, 3461 East Causeway Approach in Mandeville. It's the taste for the holidays this Saturday from uh, till 4 p.m. at all Rouse's. Come on out and get everything for Thanksgiving. We've got a lot to get to here. Uh, still previewing LSU and Arkansas. Come on out, get some great food, and enjoy the taste for the holidays, everything for Thanksgiving. And just in about just a few moments, we'll get more familiar with the Arkansas Razorbacks. But first up, we got to quickly get to our boot report with Jordan Fiegel. Good afternoon, college football fans. Here's what's going on with teams from around the state. I'm Jordan Fiegel, and this is the boot report. McNeese State has the week off before their season finale against Lamar next Saturday. The Cowboys lost a shootout against top-ranked Sam Houston State last weekend, their 34-point second-half rally falling short. ULL got the action starter for the boot with a road game against Georgia Southern Thursday night. Former LSU Tiger Anthony Jennings accounted for over 300 yards and a touchdown in the 33-26 win. Next up for ULL is Georgia. Louisiana Monroe headed over to Georgia State this afternoon. The Warhawks won a thriller last weekend, beating South Alabama in overtime. The victory bumped ULM up to 3-6 overall in Matt Viator's inaugural season. Viator isn't taking the Panthers lightly. You know, another really talented football team that's very well coached on both sides of the ball. And, you know, offensively, I mean, really good players. And, you know, I've really been impressed with their receivers. And, of course, their tight end is really good. Louisiana Tech returns to Ruston to take on the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners for their final home game of the season. The Bulldogs cruised to an easy win last Saturday with wide receiver Carlos Henderson's five touchdown catches. Tech's eighth-ranked scoring offense could feast on another middling defense. The losses keep on coming for Northwestern State. The Demons gave up 11 fourth-quarter points to Abilene Christian and lost 25-22 last weekend. Their home finale against the number one Sam Houston State Bearcats will probably be more of the same. Tulane enters today's game against Houston on a four-game losing skid after winning three of their first five. The Green Wave got crushed 37-6 by UCF last week and still haven't won a conference game. Tulane last beat the Cougars in 2014, but the Green Wave sports just a 5-15 overall record against them. Coach Willie Fritz is impressed by Houston quarterback Greg War Jr. Really a good change of direction, uh, makes people miss, uh, you know, and then very accurate in the pocket, but more dangerous when he gets outside the pocket. Southern travels to Prairie View A&M for an important divisional matchup. In conference games, the Jaguars are 6-0 and tied for first in the SWAC West, while the Panthers are 6-1. Southern started slow in their win against Texas Southern last Saturday, but the Jags can't afford to do that today. Grambling State continues to dominate opponents while getting overlooked in the polls. The Tigers scored over 50 points for the third straight game and the fourth time this season in a 56-17 romp over Alabama A&M. Grambling is 7-1 and undefeated in SWAC play, but they're ranked just 16th in the FCS coaches poll. The Tigers will try to keep that momentum rolling against Alabama State. Head coach Broderick Fobbs talked about his team's ability to spread the ball around. Uh, so you have to be able to spread the ball around. You have to be able to read coverages and 
and uh, read defenses and, and then put the football where it's supposed to be based on, you know, what you see. The Southeastern Lions take on the Abilene Christian Wildcats in their final home game of the year. Southeastern overcame a slow start last weekend and took care of business against Incarnate Word 30-10. The Lions now have won four of their last five and are tied for third in the Southland Conference. The Colonels of Nickel State hit the road for the last time with a trip up to the number 13 Central Arkansas Bears. Nichols has surprised this season going 5-4 overall with a 5-2 conference record. It's the first time the Colonels have won at least five games since 2007. Number 24 LSU looks to rebound against number 25 Arkansas this evening. The Tigers were blanked by number one Alabama last weekend 10-0, their first time getting shut out since 2014. The Razorbacks have had an up and down season, but they're fresh off a huge win over Florida. The good news is that LSU still has a potent rushing attack and Arkansas is giving up almost 200 yards a game on the ground. Coach Ed Ogeron is confident his team will bounce back. There's no question I know we're going to bounce back. I know these guys, I know this team, I've been with them, and uh, this is not going to affect us. This last game, we will not let game four affect game five. We're going to be mentally tough. I'm Jordan Fiegel with WWL AM, FM, and WWL.com. All right, Jordan, thank you very much. Looking at some college football scores right now. Games in progress. 16th-ranked West Virginia, 24-20 over Texas early in the fourth. Go Mountaineers! This is late in the fourth. It is Oklahoma, 45-24 over Baylor. Alabama all over Mississippi State. Two minutes left in the contest, 51-3. Alabama and Auburn both next week have non-conference games. So if Auburn takes care of business today, that'll set up a huge Iron Bowl in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Penn State on upset watch is the 10th-ranked Nittany Lions trail at Indiana 31-28 with eight minutes left in the contest. Later this evening, it's Illinois at Camp Randall at 7th-ranked Wisconsin. And also the 2.30 CBS SEC game of the week has 9th-ranked Auburn uh, between the hedges against the Georgia Bulldogs in the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Fifth-ranked Ohio State is at Maryland in Big Ten action. Texas Tech visits 13th-ranked Oklahoma State. Second-ranked Clemson tonight entertains Pittsburgh in ACC action. Georgia Tech is at Virginia Tech. Wake Forest is at sixth-ranked Louisville. Boise State is at Hawaii. And our matchup has 24 LSU at 25th Arkansas. Coming up at 6.30 p.m., it is Ole Miss at eighth-ranked Texas A&M. 20th-ranked USC is at Washington. Many feel this is the last hurdle for Washington before that. this and Washington State down the stretch of the season if they're going to run the table to get to the Pac-12 championship game. Surprising Minnesota, 7-2 on the season. They're at 7-2 and 19th-ranked with Nebraska coming off a 62-3 loss last week at Ohio State. It's third-ranked Michigan at Iowa this afternoon. 12th-ranked Colorado is at Arizona. Kyle visits Washington State. And earlier in the week, it was 23rd-ranked, 21st-ranked Western Michigan, improving to 10-0, 37-21 over Kent State. Utah, the 15th-ranked Utes over Arizona State, 49-26. And it was Duke, 28-27 over North Carolina in the Battle of Carolinas. And Florida State took care of BC last night, 45 we will continue. We are on location at Rouse's, coming out for the taste of the holidays. All Rouse's locations. You can taste everything for the holidays and get your Thanksgiving order in. We're at 3461 East Causeway Approach in Mandeville. Come on out and join us here on Tiger Radio, WWL. The 6-3 Arkansas Razorbacks come in. Bob Holt of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette joins us now. Bob, thank you so much for the time. And uh, Brett Bielema has really, you know, when you think about it, of course, the, the big headline on this conference has been Alabama and rightfully 
so. But quietly, in the last 16 games, uh, only Alabama has a better record than Arkansas over that course of time. They're going through another tough schedule. This is the seventh-ranked opponent of the season. Brett Bielema, it seems like he's really entrenched himself on solid footing in Arkansas. Yeah, but a lot of people were upset, obviously, after the Auburn game a couple of weeks ago, which, which got out of hand. But, yeah, I'd say overall, Brett's, Brett's done a really good job building the program back and building it the right way. I mean, you don't feel like they're going to have a good year and then fall down for two or three years and have to wait for, you know, another big recruiting cycle. Like, you know, if you look at getting guys drafted every year, if they replace them with, with pretty good players, they recruited pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think he's done a good job here, for, without a doubt. Bob, look, looking at, at, the, at the losses this year, but more importantly, I looked at the wins. In the six wins, only once has Arkansas had to attempt over 30 passes. And to me, that's, that speaks volumes of, of the balance of this team. And a lot of people look at where Brett came from, obviously pound the ball. I think they passed the ball like 73% of the time when he was at Wisconsin in his three straight Rose Bowls. But he's, he's adapted. And when, when people think of Arkansas, I guess mostly on the outside looking in, they don't realize how efficient – they become as a passing team. And right there at the top of the conference again under Allen. And this is a ball club that has really done a good job. And even in the games they've lost, they've been able to spread the ball around and get the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, Brian Baninos last year is an offensive coordinator. He's a central mission coach. In fact, I've been kind of surprised too. You know, people don't necessarily think of a guy leaving a head coaching job to be a coordinator again. But, and, you know, Dan always felt it was a good opportunity. Of course, as we know, he could paid pretty well. So, uh, yeah, Dan came in and really helped them balance out the offense. Passed a lot more effectively last year, and then that, that's carry over to this year. You know, they've changed quarterbacks from Brandon Allen to his younger brother, Austin Allen. Um, Austin's played really, really well in his first year as a starter, and wide receiver is one of their, their best positions. Um, and they've got a really good tight end, Jeremy Sprinkle, too. And, and last week, they showed a pretty good uh, screen game against Florida, getting uh, the ball to their running back, uh, Riley Williams and Deborah Wiley. So, they. They, they can pass the ball in a lot of different ways. Bob Holt is with us, uh, covering the Arkansas Razorbacks for the Democrat Gazette as Arkansas entertains LSU this evening. Bob, w- when you look at, at this Arkansas ball club, what, where would you say they, they are lacking as far as to get to the top of the West? Because seemingly over the course of Brett's, uh, you know, in his fourth season now, they've conquered everybody but Alabama. They pretty much owned Ole Miss and LSU the last couple of years. Of course, they beat Auburn last year, but fell way behind them this year. But, I mean, they, they are at the top of the West, and, and they, they have a shot, you know, to run the table here and finish up with double-digit wins if they can win out. But where, where are they in the West? Where, where are they lacking? Where do you see this Arkansas program in order for them to make a run and, and be up there at the top and try to get to Atlanta like every other team in the West is trying to fight through Alabama? Well, I think they've, they've got to get better on defense. I mean, Brett and his assistant have done a pretty good job of replenishing the talent because it was pretty, the cupboard was pretty bare when they got here. But as we know, it, it's a long, it can, it can be a long process in this season. It's not for a guy like Nick Saban, but for most other people. You know, replenishing, and of course, Arkansas doesn't have a natural recruiting base like like LSU does. Arkansas got a they they've mined Louisiana pretty good, Florida, you know, along with getting guys from Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, they have players really from all over the country. But um, I think their main thing is they they, they just got to get more better players and more of them. You know, build up their depth. Um, they don't have a lot of depth on the offensive line right now, so they they rebuild there because they lost three starters, two guys from the NFL. And, that's been a struggle, although they've, they've graduated and getting better and did a good job in Florida last week without a doubt. And on defense, uh, linebackers definitely been a problem area. 
don't really have enough depth there. And they lost Trey Greenlaw, who's one of their starters. He uh, broke his foot against Alabama. He's still out. They don't have a lot of depth at linebacker. Um, they just, you know, they just need more depth probably across the board, but especially in the in the lines. Well, I do think the lines have been a pretty good, pretty good area for them. Bob Ho, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Bob, LSU and Arkansas, how you see this one shaking out today, the Tigers and the Hawks? I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be upsetting like it's been the last two years. I was just looking at the temperatures, and it's supposed to probably be in the high 30s by, by the time the game is. I think it's going to be right around 49, uh, around kickoff. But when that sun goes down, it's going to be cold. I'm just curious to see how the, how the Tigers deal with the cold or cooler weather anyway, because they sure didn't put the shot of the two years ago when they were here. They were like they wanted to be anywhere but Fayetteville. But I think it'll be a, a close game, probably go down to the wire. Um, I think it'll be fairly well scored unless there's a bunch of turnovers or special teams, screw-ups or something like that. I, I don't really pick a winner, but uh, I think it'll be, you know, probably the score will be somewhere in the 20s and be pretty close. Bob Holder, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, giving us the latest on Arkansas. Bob, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the game this afternoon. Okay, you guys take care. All right, thank you. And you know, T. Bob, but because uh, they've they've been where they needed to be offensively, and they're going to continue the path unless you know Brett Bielema changes his stripes, which he won't. He's the, as we said, he's an old Hayden Fry Iowa disciple, pound the football, but he's adapted. He's passed more. They're much more balanced now. But just like many other teams, you know, where, where is their where is their lacking point? Some programs, like where you look at LSU, they've got the defense. They need the offense. Arkansas's got the offense. They need the defense. Yeah, and look for LSU's offense. Uh, this Arkansas team, they they have to regain some of that confidence that was lost. They had a ton of momentum in the first three matches under Coach Owen Ensminger, setting records because of that. Hope was high going into the tide. However, like many teams, that hope was shattered upon the Crimson Rocks. And you you think what a difference a week can make? All of a sudden, Deke. You had people calling for Brandon Harris by the end of that game, right? Right. Which is something that at the beginning of the season when that Etlin switch was originally made, you would have deemed unthinkable. So today is critical for, like, like we said, that offensive line is much better than they appeared to be last week. They need to regain some confidence because they've been hearing all week about how, oh, why Alabama won and why the series is so different. It's the offensive line. Even Coach O came out there and said mm-hmm. they need to get bigger and stronger. On that offensive line, in my opinion, I think the real deep, the real difference was the defensive line. But 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 I digress. They've been hearing negative press all week. They need to get some confidence back. Leonard Fournette, who has got to be supremely disappointing, knowing that in his career, he will have never even, he never even bothered Alabama. Right. He was he he was kind of an annoyance more and than it, anything and else. Arkansas then, has been the second worst. That's showed that ninety nine yards in two true. games. And then and then finally, Danny Etling. If he's going to finish this season strong, lead you for the rest of you, try to finish on three wins in a bowl game, he needs to bounce back and have another good game like he was previous to Alabama. That's T-Bob Abe, former Tiger. I'm Deke Bellavia. We're on location at Rouse's, 3461 East Causeway, approaching Mandeville. It's a taste for the holidays at all Rouse's. Coming out to Rouse's, of course, competitive pricing, great food, and let them take care of your holidays. But first, a CBS News update. T-Bob Abe, Deke Bellavia, on location at Rouse's. We love being out on location 
And we love being at Rouse's. We happen to be at the one in Amandaville, East Causeway Approach, coming out and join us for the taste for the holidays. Of course, Rouse's, the name is always recognized as far as being competitive prices. Great product, quality price. That is the Rouse's way. Come on out. It's a taste for the holidays at all Rouse's locations, not just here, but at every Rouse's location, North Shore, South Shore, yep. down on the bayou, the new one in Ponchatoula, all taste for the holidays till 4 p.m. Off of Vets, right off by of my vets. house. That's right. JP, Several right locations. by Bucktown. On Vets. That's right. Uptown. Shout New out Orleans. to all my boys in yeah. Bucktown. Now, Top see, we don't, we, don't, we don't like you. We don't, we don't like the Uptown folks. They tend to be a little bit uppity. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a basically a Bucktown native now, Deke. Uh, born and raised, and so I, I got a lot of pride in my retail. Well, you, we, we keep you, it a little more you lock real it down for in the fishing village. I'll keep it down for uptown. That's fine. You can go uptown. Yeah. You can go on your fancy I tennis love, courts. I love, wear no, your boat I just, shoes, I just whatever you all street, do over there. I just get on the street call line and walk. Okay. And then whenever it's coming down the, the, the south side, I move. And going to the north side, I move. But, no, that's what I do. I like to walk right in the middle of the avenue where everybody can see you. <laughs> all right, T-Bob, now it's time to take a look at the big matchup today. Offensive line versus defensive line. LSU's defensive line is obviously coming off their best performance of the season considering the competition. Arkansas's offensive line, considering the defense they were playing, you could argue that they're coming off their best performance of the season because Florida was the toughest defense next to Alabama they faced all season that's long. That's a good point. This is an offensive line, T-Bob, that's got four underclassmen. They'll return four interior linemen next season. They've consistently been among the best. Not quite as big as they were, but still across the board, T-Bob, well or well over six feet, about 6'4", 300 pounds is about the Jeez. average for this offensive line. And the two tackles, again, are going to be key. Sophomore Brian Wallace on the right side and that left tackle, Big Dan Skipper. He's a monster, 6'10", 320 pounds, T-Bob. And he, he looks like he's 320, but he looks like he weighs about 290. He could probably put on another 20 or 30 pounds. But that's Norm going to be – Normally I'd try to play like I knew this guy, like, oh, yes, just wait – this on me, my game prep. They have a six ten tackle. Yeah, unless I'm reading it wrong, T Bob. Six ten. Six ten. How the hell are you supposed to play O yeah, line I, I, at six ten? I thought anything over six nine was seven feet anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, man, put that man at tight end. Yeah, throw him the ball. Put him, put him at tight end. We have to look at his background. It might be a converted tight end, but. Though edges, T-Bob, again, is going to be key, especially because you're, you're dealing with a quarterback now that's much different than last year's dynamic quarterback last week in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. This is a pocket quarterback, so you want to try and flush him out the pocket. That's going to be key. How can they get some pressure on Allen this afternoon? I, I think it's – I mean, I – I hesitate to say that. Look, okay, Dave Aranda is going to scheme something up, right? Dave Aranda has uh, – he has given LSU fans ample reason to have full confidence in him, his ability to game plan, his ability mm -hmm. to find where the opponents are going to be weak and then to exploit that weakness. Uh, Alabama last week, for the first time in over a decade, did not score in the first half. Much of that was due to what Dave Aranda uh, – the scheme that he employed. However, when you look at this week – and you look at trying to stop a, an offensive attack that is as balanced as Arkansas, although they're even a bit more pass-heavy this year. Uh, it's going to come down to winning these one-on-one -on -one battles. And if you can stop the run, which I like LSU's chances, Arkansas hasn't been great running no, the ball this year. Hasn't. Kendall Beckwith and Duke Riley are going to have to continue to play at the level they have. They have been dominant Boy, talk about against somebody the run lately. come out of nowhere Duke this Riley. year and make, become a big-time Pro you, prospect. You Duke. love seeing someone bide their time like that yeah. and then be rewarded, right? right? I mean, too often we see a guy, he, he, he doesn't, he either, maybe he just transfers because he's not mm -hmm. going to play, mm -hmm. or he doesn't transfer, and then when he finally gets to play, maybe he's not that good. He gets supplanted by a younger guy. No. 
Duke Riley waited his time behind NFL talent the entire time he was here. It was Quan Alexander first, then Deion Jones. Yeah, look um, at those two guys. Yeah, exactly, right? Right. And so now he seems to be the next one of those guys. So mm-hmm. they'll be critical in stopping the run off the bat. And then when you – just like you did against Arkansas, uh, when you force them to be one-dimensional, if you can win first down against this Arkansas team, Deke, all of a sudden you have a massive advantage. You're forcing them into obvious passing downs. And unlike Jalen Hurts, like you said – you don't have to run, uh, or you don't have to. You don't have to spy him. Right. You don't have to worry about his rushing ability being the difference in the game. Meaning that guys like Arden Key, they can pin their ears back. They don't have the contained responsibilities uh, that they had last week. So much like last week, winning on first down, probably the key piece because you force them to be one dimensional. And Deke, if you're winning that first down, then it's hard to. You talked about the time of possession. How Arkansas leads the country yes. in time of possession. Well, they are seventy and twenty-seven, or excuse me, Brett Bielema in his career is seventy and twenty-seven when winning that TOP. That's he's remarkable. five and zero oh at Arkansas when they have over forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you stop that? How do you not allow them to extend drives and control the tempo? You win on first down. You force him into second and long, third and long, obvious passing downs. Third down and then you let LSU's huge. talent do the rest. Right. Like, you don't want to throw on this team when you look at that secondary, when you look at that pass rush. And so winning on first down, winning the rushing battle specifically on first down is going to be uh, the key piece today. All right. T. Bobby Bear and Deke Bellaby. We welcome in Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director. And, Jeff, this is a, a huge game for LSU uh, probably not at the, at the best times because of what they're coming off of. But this Arkansas team in the West has been just right behind Alabama the last couple of years. They've owned LSU, Ole Miss, split with Auburn. They've done extremely well. But they've really had LSU's number. And how LSU responds today, how they come out and play, will go a long way in deciding the future of Coach Ed Ogeron. No, you're right about that, Deke. I mean, this is, uh, this is the kind of game that uh, Coach O is going to figure out how to win because – they don't. They don't get this victory tonight uh, or today. It's uh, it, it's hard to imagine that he's going to be back next season. Right. And I I think Jeff also not just a big, but you know how they come out and play as as much as we say win and that that's obviously the number one goal. But it people are looking to see how how they respond. Are they do they you know come out in the first first part of the second half and don't have any let, letdowns mentally like they did last week, breaking the huddle late, some communication problems, had to burn two quick timeouts, things like that. They can't let Alabama beat them twice because Arkansas is too good anyway. But th- to me, how they come out and play and how they respond, as much as it's it's weight on you know what it couldn't be, it could be a huge plus for Ed Ogeron, depending on if this team could come out and play some inspired football today. Yeah, you go back to last year's game, and, I mean, Arkansas blew them out right Right, right from, from the, the get-go, part, yeah. Right from the get-go, and you knew it, it was going to be a long day. And then two years ago was kind of a, just a uh, <laughs> a death march. <laughs> I mean, LSU wasn't really in the game, and Arkansas just kind of squeezed the life out of them at a, in a cold night in Fayetteville, and LSU really never had a chance. So, yeah, I think the first quarter is really important. LSU needs to get off to a good start. If they get the early turnover like they did against Alabama last week, they got to put some points on the board. I think just scoring after you get shut out in a game, coming back at least in the next game and get some points on the board is always so huge. And, uh, Jeff, what has the attitude around the LSU building been like this, this week? There's, I mean, obviously just so much made of the Alabama hangover, trying to avoid it for a third year in a row. Uh, what is the energy level of, of, of these guys seem to be currently? 
Well, I think, uh, you know, from Coach O's perspective, he, he's really had the mantra of we're moving on to the next game. It's time now for game five. Can't worry about game four. Got to move on to game five. And he has repeated that uh, throughout. We'll see how the players respond to it. Uh, I would imagine, you know, especially some of these guys that have been around, uh, you know, your juniors and seniors who have lost to Arkansas two years in a row, I, I I would imagine they'll be fired up for this game. They're not going to want to lose three games in a row, regardless of what happened last week against Alabama. I think eventually Pride's got to take in, has to take over. And if that's the case, then I think I think they'll be ready. I don't think you're going to see the kind of efforts that we've seen the last two years when LSU's played Arkansas. And and Jeff, I know a lot of is made of the effort, and I, I do believe that it played a role. But I, but I also think that we tend to kind of gloss over that. Really, you had an Arkansas team that just flat out whipped LSU's ass uh, the last couple of years, especially an LSU offense that two years ago, I think, gained 123 yards last time in Fayetteville. This was on a weekend in which the Pelicans actually scored 133. So they gained less than the Pelicans put up in an NBA game. Uh, What is going to be the difference this season? And can this LSU offense bounce back after what was the single most maybe disappointing performance since the 2011 national championship game. Well, I think the biggest difference is probably what Arkansas has going on with itself is that they just haven't been able to stop the run and that's LSU strength. And if, if LSU is able to run the football, like you would think if they're able to average, you know, six yards a carry, which is what Arkansas has been giving up this season, you got to like LSU's chances. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things you were asking about, you know, kind of the energy level. We we had a chance to talk to Danny Etling earlier this week, and, you know, that was a really bad performance, obviously, for him against Alabama, but you would have never, you know, it seemed like he had already brushed it off. So if uh, LSU has this running game going, and as long as Danny Etling hasn't lost a, a lot of confidence from what happened against Alabama, I think the Tigers will be fine. They're obviously going to have to do much better in giving him some protection. He had absolutely none against Alabama, and that really – just um, complicated the problems for Etling, who then, once he did have time, just never really made many quality throws throughout that game. Jeff Palermo, Jeff, LSU with about a touchdown favorite on the road in Fayetteville, just the fourth time they've met in Fayetteville in the series. Give us your take, LSU and Arkansas. I think it's going to be a close game, guys. I think Arkansas, is, it seems like they do every year. They're always peaking at the, at the right time when it comes to playing at LSU. But I, I think the Tigers figure out a way to win this game. Um, I think it's going to be fairly low scoring, maybe 20 to 17, something like that. LSU gets to win. That is Jeff Palermo, WWL columnist, LN Sports Director. Jeff, where were you last night? Oh, I was at Zachary. Zachary was really impressive. They uh, they put a beat down on Chalmette. Uh, Zachary obviously doesn't have uh, all the players they had from a season ago when they won the 5-8 title, but they were mm-hmm. rolling. They, uh, they went on a they scored 44 unanswered points there against Chalmette. Uh, they got a freshman quarterback that, guys, is going to be really special when he's when it's all said and done. And they got some good wide receivers. So, and the Broncos' defense is playing well at the right time. So, um, it, they might not have the kind of star power that they had a season ago, but uh, they're still a force to be reckoned with in, in Class 5A. Jeff Palermo, columnist at www.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director. Follow him at Jeff Palermo L R N. On Twitter. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. All right, guys. You have a good one. 
All right. You can see by baby, I'm Big Bella Bear. We're in Mandeville East Causeway Approach at the Rouse's. Come on out and check out Rouse's. You know they have a great wine and cheese department, exclusive wines only available here at Rouse's. And you can check them out. And they're having some uh, good wine tasting today, do as well. It's Taste for the Holidays until 4 p.m. at all Rouse's locations. We're on location at East Causeway Approach in Mandeville till 4 o'clock. For LSU and Arkansas here on Tiger Radio, WWF. And welcome back. Along with T-Bob Baby, I'm Deke Bellavere. We are at on location Soldier at Boy? Rouse's. Yes, 3461 <laughs> East Causeway Approach in Mandeville. Come on out for the taste for the holidays. And get caught up on some afternoon scores. Got some finals rolling in right now. We'll take a look inside the conferences. But first, the top 25 football scoreboard. 16th-ranked West Virginia still with only one loss on the season. They take care of Texas today, 24-20. Deke, I got some extra couches. You ready to burn them up? Uh, you ready to light them up? I'm going to leave that one to In Mountaineer, uh, look, I married into any a Mountaineer couches family. That are suitable. that are suitable to lay on, I'd rather use it. No, 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 no. Look, you got to understand. <laughs> I understand. You understand. That's the West, tradition. Western tradition, <laughs> we say screw it. Doesn't matter. Who needs to lay down when right. you're just out there winning games in the football field? We got to torch them up. We got to right. celebrate. But just remember, T-Bob, it's West by God, Virginia. Oh, That's yeah, what they yeah, say yeah, in those yeah. parts. All right. Get educated, West Virginia, being up there the last <laughs> few seasons and training camp. 9-20 left in the first seven-ranked Wisconsin at home at Camp Randall. 7-0 over Auburn. Excuse me, over Illinois. Auburn and Georgia just underway in the Deep South's oldest rivalry. That's between the hedges. Auburn trying to get their last conference victory under their belt before a non-conference game and then the Iron Bowl to set up a huge showdown with Alabama. Fifth-ranked Ohio State leads Maryland 7-0. 13th-ranked Oklahoma State 7-0 over Texas Tech. These are all first-quarter scores. Pittsburgh 7, number 2 Clemson 0 in Clemson. Uh, 7.06 in the first, Georgia Tech 3, 14th ranked Virginia Tech 0. Final today from Alabama, over 445 yards and five <laughs> touchdowns a day for Jalen Hurts as Alabama rolls 51-3 over Mississippi State. So Alabama will go into that Iron Bowl set up perfect. They have a non-conference game next week against UT Chattanooga. Penn State scores the game's final the final three scores, including a scoop and a score on a quarterback sack at the last part of the game, and they come from behind to defeat Indiana 45-31 to today in the land of the Hoosiers. Uh, earlier in the weekend, it was Oklahoma 45-24 uh, over Baylor Thursday night. Later, it is Wake Forest at Louisville. Boise State visits Hawaii. Our matchup is the 24th-ranked Tigers of LSU at 25th-ranked Arkansas and Fayetteville. Ole Miss or look to get back on track. They are at 8th-ranked Texas A&M this evening. It is USC at Washington. Minnesota visits Nebraska. Third-ranked Michigan is at Iowa, and Colorado is at Arizona, and California is at Washington State. Last night, Florida State took care of Boston College 45-7, and Duke beat North Carolina 28-27. Now we'll look at some uh, other scores. Let's get you caught up because uh, it was very interesting as far as what else was going on with that SEC East race. Although the East side is uh, much lower than the West, it was still interesting. It's Missouri 6-0. They are trailing, losing to Vanderbilt as of right now. Auburn and Georgia still scoreless. Also, it was Tennessee over Kentucky. The Volunteers need to just win their last two games against Missouri and Vanderbilt, and Florida lose once more. And Tennessee will go to the Atlanta SEC championship game by virtue of the head-to-head tiebreaker. Florida did beat South Carolina today 20-7. So Florida now has LSU 
and they have to win that one, or else it's going to be Tennessee if they went out going to the conference championship game. So, T-Bob, that's a look at some afternoon scores. And up until today, T-Bob, several teams were still alive. Kentucky was still alive, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida. But it comes down to Florida and Tennessee, and that LSU-Florida game means a lot to the Vol Nation, T-Bob, because Tennessee wins their last two, and Florida loses one. Tennessee will go to Atlanta. Sure. After all the big fears of Tennessee fans, they might back in. Uh, they might back that, you, in. You anyway. got that right. You got that right. <laughs> I don't, look, the SEC East is a joke. Uh, there were some analytics side the other day where, like, one of the Mountain West half conferences is actually ranked above yeah. the SEC East. That's T-Bob Baby. I'm Deke Bellamy. We're at Rouse's. Come on out and join us till 4 o'clock this afternoon where it stays for the holidays at all Rouse's locations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.